Hello and welcome back to Growing Flowers for My Greatest Podcast. My name is Savannah and I am your host. On today's episode, we're just going to dive right in. Um, I am just really excited to talk about these things because today has been a day, let me tell y'all, okay? I'm about to give you guys all the tea on today and just how God spoke to me and God just gave me a message that really just was in a time of need and, you know, even though my day today was just so crappy and it's just mentally draining and I just, I had a really hard day and um, I'm currently recording this podcast episode in my car in this place where I like to go. Um, I haven't been here in a while. It's like a park, but it's a drive up park and you park your car and I usually come here when the weather's nice and I open the trunk of my Jeep and I call it the trunk park because me and my daughter always have trunk picnics and it overlooks the city. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'm going to have a picture posted on there because I just did my Bible study here and it's just so quiet and peaceful. And I've always come here because it's a big grassy area. So I used to come and bring my yoga mat and do yoga. And it's funny because I haven't been here in so long and I was just thinking like, wow, I really need to start Uh, coming back here again and start just having that routine because this place brings me so much joy and peace and it's funny because a lot of people come here to do ungodly things uh, in the nighttime because it's currently eight o'clock at night Um, this usually is a lot of um, is this is the place for a lot of smokers so a lot of people like to come here and smoke but I find this place to be my little safe haven um, just a place of peace and in the summertime it's an amazing place because everyone's having picnics there's dogs they're playing games it's just such a vibe so I escaped my house because today was just a hard day for me mentally I was really uh, hanging on by a thread um, And it's crazy because as I've been growing more in my faith and talking to God and reading my Bible, I have just been more self-aware and more aware of um, evil attacks and just like negative energy. And today I woke up and when I got up, up out of bed, I was fine, but it wasn't until like I went upstairs that I just felt something like leech on to me like I just felt a heavy weight and it was like negative and I was like worked up I felt worked up and um I immediately just start nagging at my daughter like she had to finish her homework before school and had to finish getting ready and she was moving so slow and then she was in a mood um about something and I started like being very like I don't want to say mean because that's not the word I'm looking for but like I was like yelling at her and it was all just because like I don't know I just had this this energy and I got in the car and then on the ride with my boyfriend like I don't know I just felt a revy negative and down energy on me um through the whole ride um as we went to Jersey to go pick up his cousin and I don't know I just really wasn't in the mood I just felt so negative and I'm not that that way at all and I haven't had an energy like that in a long time so I found that to be very um weird and it was very noticeable so I immediately was like 
telling him like I'm changing the course of my plans for today like just take me home like I just want to go home and I didn't elaborate much to him but I just wasn't feeling in the mood I think I told him like I'm just not in the mood just hurry up and take me home so we got home and like I had my baby and then I just felt it continue and then she was crying and very needy and clingy and like she was fighting her nap she wouldn't go to sleep um I had a mental mom breakdown which as you can tell in the title, we are talking about overstimulated motherhood. We are talking about uh, financial frustration, breakdowns, and waiting on a breakthrough. And so I had a breakdown and I just went into my my half bathroom upstairs and I just sat there and I immediately turned to a sermon and I was listening to Twist Meyer and everything she was saying was like just so um on point for my life and i realized that lately i've been really frustrated in motherhood because of the simple fact that my baby is a little more clingy and she's 10 months and she's growing and she's more active now so it's not like i can just you know do what I need to do or do what I want to do while she's sleeping because she doesn't sleep that often, you know? She's at an age where she needs me. And I've come to the realization today that um, I started to feel like such a terrible mom because I'm like, why am I mad? And I was not even mad. Why am I frustrated that my baby needs me? Like, she's just a baby. And she's just at this age where she really needs me. Not that our kids ever stop needing us, but... You know, these early stages are very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very important. They're very delicate because we need to make our, our babies feel safe and secured and loved. And we need to have that connection. And that's why a lot of parents are all for co-sleeping um, co and you know a lot of parents are more towards always holding their kids and, and, and giving their kids a lot of affection and love where opposites um parents they believe in okay like having space and putting their kids in a crib early on and you know not always picking up the baby when the baby cries and I believe there's um there's pros to both sides of that um interpretation but I do highly more lean towards just being more loving and making our babies feel secured and loved because I do I do think that's just so important, um, you know, because we want our kids to to feel safe with us. And it starts early. I believe everything that we grow through, go through as adults leads back to our childhood. And um, I'm noticing that, too, in my parenting, that a lot of the way that I parent is the way that I was raised and I how my parents parented me. And I've been really leaning into God and I'm actually excited because I'm going to start a series and I feel like God put this on my heart. I'm starting a series called Holy Motherhood because I've been really pressing into the Lord and just asking him to help me parent my children through his eyes, parent my children more in a holy sense and eliminate these childhood traumas that they could possibly grow up with and eliminate just different ways of the world um like how society tells us to parent our children and I just been leaning into him and asking him to come into my motherhood my raising um 
lifestyle of my children and my techniques and I've been asking him to really alter and change it and guide me through it all because I am surrendering it to him because I can't do it on my own and now that I'm becoming more spiritual and biblical and growing as a Christian and in my faith I can really feel the weights of every detail of my life being influenced by the Lord and I love that and I really want that in my motherhood and my parenting and that's not to say that I'm gonna be this holy perfect motherhood no that's not what I mean by that name but what I mean by holy motherhood is learning how to parent and raise our children um, the way God is trying to raise us as his children. I want to love on my children the way that God loves on me unconditionally. So I'm trying to learn more about God's love for me. So that way I can reflect that onto my children. And I want him to guide my steps through that. Because I know my kids aren't going to be saints. I know they're not saints now. And you know I believe in the fact that we are born from sin so you know like my 10 month old has already shown that she has an attitude and a temperament because as soon as she don't has her way it's a whole little tantrum and funny enough i didn't experience that with my oldest daughter and one thing i can say is that this second time around going around the loop of motherhood raising a, a second baby Ooh, child I am going through it okay so pray for me but no seriously I am really learning a lot more than I did the first time around and I feel like motherhood you're always learning but when you have another baby you can't go into it thinking oh I already know what to do like yes for the basic necessities I know how to change the diaper I've changed the diaper plenty of times with my first child so you know I'm gonna be a master at that or you know I know I have to feed my baby I know I have to do this but I'm learning that seriously everybody is born unique and different I cannot compare my second child to my first and I couldn't grasp the idea of that at first when I first given birth to my baby and I was I kind of feel like I headed on into it like oh I know what to do um for the most part and I just my life has been turned upside down because I do not know what to do my second baby is so different from my first and I felt like I was just like I feel like I was going through motherhood for the first time all over again and it's been so frustrating because I feel like I was going into it with the expectations of I knew how to handle things or I just was expecting to have a better grasp of motherhood this time around compared to my first journey. And my first journey was really hard, okay? Um, I briefly spoke about it in my testimony, but I feel like I want to do an episode strictly on single motherhood because I was a single mother for six years of my life that's not to say I didn't have relationships here and there throughout those six years but they wasn't like serious relationships I wasn't um committedly living with someone else like I am with my boyfriend now we've been living together for going on three years this year um and I strictly raised my daughter on my own for six years because her dad lived in California and um I was I was all in on my own and I feel like I want to do an episode on that because I know a lot of single mothers can relate to that 
um, what I've been through and probably learn a lot from it because I did learn a lot. But I really thought like, wow, I've been I've been through a lot as a single mom. Um, you know, now that I have somebody and I'm raising a baby with somebody, I thought somehow that was going to make it easier. And I just want to say it is still just twice as hard. And um, I would love to hear other people's opinions on that. Um, if you was a single mom and then now you're in a blended family, like, let me know your perspective on that, because I feel like being a single mom and still raising a kid together with the the other parent, I feel like it's equally as hard. And I could say that single motherhood, obviously, certain aspects of it was harder, um, like when I think of it financially and stuff like that. But I mean, like in total... Um, that's not the word I was looking for. I mean, like in, um, I really can't grasp my words right now. I mean, when it comes to the actual raising, like going about, you know, implementing their, their habits, their routines and, and, you know, like just how we parent our children. It's just as hard when you do it with another parent, because somewhere along the way, you guys don't see eye to eye on the parenting or one person lacks and then you have to pick up and it, it it's still a lot. And then it also goes back to the fact that every kid is different. So I feel like I'm just really learning to adapt to the fact that God created us all uniquely and I have to find the distinguish of what makes my baby now unique and how can I love on her in those ways and how can I meet her where she's at because one she's just a baby she can't meet me where I'm at and um I feel like today was it was just so hard because okay we're gonna we're gonna talk about the the overstimulating motherhood part it is so hard for me because I'm in a stage in my personal life and this is this is what we're gonna what we're really gonna get into, okay? So there's there's different stages in our life, as we all know. But motherhood alone is its own stage. And for a long time I've always tried to implement and it was again, I was a single mom for six years, so it was a little easier for me to implement you know, my personal growth and my motherhood together when I was a single mom, um, because I didn't have a choice. You know, I, I've always had my kid with me. I didn't really have, you know, a lot of, a lot of sitters and help at that time because I had moved away and I was always with my baby. Um, my first, my first, my oldest child, my firstborn. And so now I'm in a season where in my personal life within myself, you know, I'm I'm growing my faith, which means like I'm I'm doing habits that contribute to that. I'm really working on my myself. I'm really working on chasing my dreams and my goals. And I feel like that's been clashing with my motherhood because um I had that the baby in the season of my transformation and growth and Although somehow, and I haven't figured out how it holds purpose, but it all connects. So 
I truly believe that everything happens for a reason and it all aligns one way or another. And it's funny because I'm reading the book, The Alchemist, and there was a a quote in there and I want to see because I wrote it down and I was just like, wow, like, um, it said that, oh, I don't think I wrote it down, but it was pretty much saying how everything that we go through connects to the next thing. So for example, like if you are working in a job where, you know, for example, me, I work in healthcare, that whole season of my life of being a medical assistant is still going to align with my higher my higher calling and I think I spoke about this briefly in one of my episodes but it corresponds with what I want to do which I feel so heavy that God's been putting on my heart which is coaching helping people you know grow in their personal growth and grow in their faith and how can that relate is because you're still helping someone else and you're still you know healing people it's just a different form of healing and I truly believe that I needed the experience I've gotten as a medical assistant to be more caring, to be more open-hearted, to be able to, um, you know, put my frustrations aside of my personal life and get down to the level and meet my patients where they are so I can care for them in the way they need to be cared for. And that's going to still all play um, hand in hand with my next calling. So everything that we go through in life connects to each other. So me having my baby in this season of transformation, it's going to show its purpose later because I I don't see it now where I feel like that's what's been causing me all this frustration is like I've been kind of feeling that question like God, why did I have this baby at this time? Like it's not the right time. You know that feeling. Oh, like it's not the right time for this right now. Like oh, like, you know, you just got a new job and your car gets repoed and you're like, I just got the new job. I can't, like, this is not the right time for me to be having my car repoed. How am I going to get to work? So I've been kind of feeling that a lot lately. Like I'm in this season where I'm working on my dreams. I'm working on my goals. I feel like God is like, go at it, go at it in that part of my life. And then the other part of my life, my child is needy. She's clingy. She's growing. She's more active. She needs more love. And I'm like, God, like, there's not enough time in the day to delegate, um, you know, my task. And how am I going to have time to write and do this where most of my days I'm taking care of my kid until her dad gets home and then I'm going to school. So I can't do it while I'm at school. And then I go to work and I do get some things done at work, but it's not enough. And I've just been feeling that on my heart. Not that I didn't want her because she was 100% planned and I'm so happy she is here. But just I'm trying to find balance in my motherhood and in my personal growth and in just putting everything in alignment. You know, I want to find that balance where it's like I can still chase my dreams and my goals and I can still dictate a lot of my time to raising my baby. And a lot of our frustration comes from that viewpoint that one, we think we can do it all on our own which we cannot. Um, This is why I've been so heavy pressing into the Lord because he has been revealing to me that I simply cannot handle a lot of things on my own. And so I've been pressing that into the Lord and just leaning on him. And another thing that causes our frustration is 
we don't understand the seasons of our life. You know, I I don't I didn't understand until today the season of motherhood that I'm in, you know, and I also feel like a lot of our frustration comes from holding high expectations. You know, I've been holding myself to a high expectation that I'm going to do all of this stuff um, today and then it goes the wrong way simply because, you know, something that is bound to happen. My my daughter does a nap one day and then next thing you know it, I don't get nothing done that day. And, and then that overstimulates me because I've had these plans for today. I had this to-do list and I can't get it done. And I feel like that causes our frustration. And then that frustration leads to all the other frustrations. And also, I feel like we weigh in more on our problems. You know, I'm like, dang, if I just had more money where I can hire a nanny right now, that would make time for me to have time for myself to do what I I need to do to work on my business, to work on my book, um, to read, um, you know, like just to do my self-care and things that I want to get done and that I hold to high value and importance to me. But that's not to say that that's more important than raising my kid because it's not. But again, it's trying to find that balance, that alignment. And when you don't find the balance, that is when you get extremely frustrated and you get overstimulated because our brain just goes everywhere. And you know, we have a lot going on. I'm thinking of all the things I need to do. Then I'm hearing my kid cry in the background and then I'm already frustrated and then I can't concentrate. And then it just leads to a world of chaos. And that was how my day went today. It was so chaotic for me. I mentally just, I had a breakdown. I I cried. And it's funny because I, this is my second time crying this week. Um, and the first time I cried, I was like, wow, I actually haven't cried in a really long time. And God is awakening that emotion in me lately and I was like wow I really feel like I I don't know if I buried a lot of that emotion deep down inside me where I've just been trying to be so strong and God has just been revealing on my heart that I need to surrender to those times and those emotions because I don't always have to be strong because we find his strength through our weakness and um, I believe that scripture honestly I forgot what book it's in but it is a scripture it is a verse in the bible if you want to look it up because I can't think of it at the top of my head but it does say that um we are strong when we are weak no that's wrong I don't know honestly go look it up because I can't think right now and I'm just I have so many thoughts that I'm trying to get out into this podcast and I can't think of the verse but it is a verse in the bible and that verse has been revealed to me and I'm like wow I don't always have to be strong I can surrender I can cry I can have this mommy breakdown I can be overstimulated for a day and be like f this to-do list f this I don't want to do anything and just surrender to the fact that we are not in control we're not in control of our days um what I did do though was take control of my mood because I was not going to let the enemy have his attack win over my my joy and my peace today no 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 I did rebuke that in the name of Jesus I said this enemy attack is not from the Lord and I fought it off with scripture and I fought off in prayer and listening to a sermon and just grounding myself in God's presence because that was literally I felt the I felt that attack and it just also revealed that you know God God is just so good 
and he gives us this grace that we can have on ourselves and oftentimes we're overstimulated and we're frustrated because we don't accept God's grace we don't give that grace to ourselves, and um I feel like we need to learn to 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 rest more in that grace we need to learn to again surrender to the fact that we are not in control we cannot handle everything on our own and we need to understand that we go through these moments because again we're holding such high expectations um, in our lives of ourselves of others Um, and I feel like I've been holding this expectation over my 10 month old that she's able to entertain herself therefore I can go and do what I need to do and that is true to an extent because um I usually sit at our dining room table which is our apartment's kind of small it's like a first it's not even a first floor it's a bi-level but our rooms are downstairs that's the only thing that's downstairs is our rooms the bathrooms our washer dryer and then the upstairs is everything else and so we don't have like a big living room or dining room space it's kind of together so I sit at our dining room table and I let her play with her toys in the living room and oftentimes she is very good at entertaining herself I'm watching her she's playing with her toys I have cartoons on for her and then I take breaks in between and I could play with her but I'm still able to get a lot done and I let that good moment become an expectation and I've just been expecting her to now entertain herself a lot more where I give myself these hours in a day to work and do what I need to do and I hope that doesn't come off like I'm this terrible mom because it's not that I'm not paying attention to her or anything because again I'm sitting there I'm paying attention to her and I'm taking breaks and then you know I, I take my breaks I feed her and stuff like that but I don't allow her to have moments where, and not that I don't allow her, but I haven't been graceful to the fact that I'm not being open to letting her be a baby, if this makes sense. Like, what I'm trying to say is that I've been so focused on myself that, and things that I'm trying to do and accomplish that I've been frustrating myself because. I'm trying to get this out the best way that I can, so bear with me. So I've been frustrated and overly stimulated because I'm not giving her the grace um, and surrendering to the fact that the that she is just a baby and she's going to have these moments and she's going to have times where, again, she's more clingy, she's more needy. And in those times, I need to just, again, love on her in the ways that she needs And it's not to say that, you know, you don't get frustrated for a few minutes, but you get frustrated and then you go and do that and you surrender instead of letting it ruin your whole day, instead of letting it overstimulate you to the point where now your day is, you know, this crappy day and you're in this bad mood and you're just like all worked up and I hope you guys can relate to that those feelings you know that worked up feeling and I just know that I realized that I need to have grace on myself I need to have grace with others not just my baby but my family you know just a lot of interactions that I've been having I need to have grace that there's going to be a lot of days that aren't perfect and I can still 
be content. I don't need to, what I like to say, uh, forgive my language, but lose my shit. You know, I don't need to go through that because God gives us this grace and he gives us this room where we're not perfect so that he can come and do work in our life. And today I was just like so worked up. I was so mad. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to not do anything. And I I was like, I'm going to schedule this time tonight. I'm going to go to that park. I'm going to do my Bible study. I'm going to record a podcast there. Let them know about my day. I'm going to read my book there. And I'm just going to have some alone time um, and some quiet time with God and sit in his presence and meditate on his word. And I did all those things. And I just took my day back. I took my mood back. And I was like, you know what? I, I need to not be so hard on myself I need to not be so hard on my baby um when she has these days you know not that I don't expect them because I do but when they happen I'm not giving that grace to myself or to her and I'm not giving that I start to I start to operate out of frustration mode so I'm not giving her that that love that genuine motherly love because it starts to become a frustrating love and I hope I really hope you guys can relate to this but if you can't or if you don't have kids yet you'll get there one day but I just really been praying to God and I've been like you know what I don't want to act out of frustration anymore with my kids and I don't want to be overstimulated anymore over things that are bound to happen because they're just kids they're just babies and I don't want to be frustrated because I'm holding expectations for myself or for my kids and those expectations aren't being met because simply it is impossible you know again every every child's different their needs are different um and our walks of life through our motherhood is it's all different and I was like, you know, I really just, I really just need to, to learn to appreciate those moments more. Um, instead of being overly stimulated and, and frustrated, I need to appreciate those moments more where I can, I can learn to, to love her more in those moments. I can learn to, um, you know, change the course of, of the tone, you know, I can, I can appreciate okay she needs me right now let me go be with my baby she needs me because they want they they grow fast they don't need us for very long you know and I was like maybe those are the moments where God is like okay put your work down or forget your to-do list today and maybe those moments he sends and, and makes happens for us because maybe it's a, a time for us to slow down or time for us to take a break and I was just learning that today I was just I was so frustrated, y'all. I was so frustrated because um, we was out all morning and then it was getting late. And I have been so mad with myself because I want to be a 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. girly and get up early so that I can make time to do my morning routine. But with my schedule, it has been very complicated. Um, I work overnight. So the days that I am off and the nights I get to sleep in my bed boy do I cherish those moments I am like a zombie okay I am like don't disturb me I don't want to wake up early and I've been pushing myself 
to try to wake up early on those days, but I think I'm just going to surrender because it's not working. And I don't really sleep much, so I need to take advantage of those days because those are the days that I truly cherish getting a full eight hours of sleep now that my baby sleeps through the night. And so I don't want to remove that because I get out of school at 10 o'clock. So by the time I get home and I settle in, I can't be a a night sleeper where I'm in bed by 10 o'clock. Ideally, to be a 5 a.m. girl, you have to be in bed by 10 o'clock at night. I just I've come to that conclusion. Um, to be a 6 a.m. girl, you have to be in bed by 10, 1030, the latest 11 o'clock. You're pushing it. You might still be able to wake up. But for me, it's, it's just really hard because I don't sleep often because the nights that I come home from um, I go to work and I come home in that morning, I don't go to sleep that morning. Um, by the time I get home, my baby's already up. She's already active. And then usually the night, the, the nap times that she does go to sleep, if she takes a nap those days, I am doing my Bible study. I am doing working on my book. I am cleaning up the house. I am, you know, getting things done. Um, and then sometimes on the nap schedule, I might squeeze in a little nap. And sometimes those naps aren't they're not three hours long. They're barely an hour sometimes. So it's not like I'm getting sleep throughout the day. And it's just, it's really complicated. So again, I'm trying to figure out the best way for me to schedule time, the best way for me to find that balance. And today I'm just surrendering to God's grace through it that I don't need to be frustrated. I don't need to be overstimulated. I know it is still going to happen, but I don't need it to last hours long. I don't need it to last a whole day's worth because it's just not worth losing your day over. Um, It's so much easier to surrender into the course of that that moment. You know, again, I can just say, forget the to-do list right now. I'm just going to play with my baby. Like if I can just surrender to that, then I don't have to be all worked up, all frustrated, all angry um, that I'm not getting things done. I could just surrender to that grace and still be at peace because then I'm just, I'm having a bonding moment with my child, you know? That brings me joy. That brings me peace, you know? And that's not to say if that happens all week long, you're not going to want to lose your shit. Um, But it's just it's, there's something about surrendering now that I'm learning and I'm learning to to understand that again it's okay to cry it's okay to have those breakdowns too that breakdown that I had it I needed that I went and I prayed and I, I just surrendered to God and um I needed to cry I needed to let those emotions out um, I'm learning that too in motherhood I need to Um, surrender more to my emotions instead of bottling them up because that also causes my frustration I've been packing on so many frustrations of different days of different um, parts in the timeline that today I just had that breakdown because it all bottled up to one big grenade and it just exploded today versus if I feel those emotions more regularly um, when I'm having them then I can I can learn how to handle them and heal from them in that moment in that day instead of burying it and letting it grow and attach onto other moments and then become this grenade and blow up so 
breakdowns are okay we're gonna have these breakdowns okay because these kids they're hard to raise all right they're really hard to raise and I feel like a lot of it also comes from the fact that we've been we've been reflecting our again our um our childhood traumas I would say onto our kids in a way and that's another reason why I want to learn how to handle my emotions more regularly because and it's funny I was watching this TED talk and I sent it to my boyfriend I was like I really want to do this um with with my oldest daughter because she's able to have conversations eventually I'll do it with my baby when she gets older but um the lady in the TED talk was just talking about you know being more communicative with your kid this way instead of having that frustrated moment you can have it to where it's a communi uh, what's the word I'm looking for a communicative moment is that a word I don't know but instead of I can't do this with my baby again but with my oldest daughter instead of losing my shit and yelling at her and something and acting out of that frustration I can just learn to communicate to her better um and just talk to her this way I'm not implementing like something's her fault or you know like giving her that idea that oh I never do anything right or oh mom is always mad at me that I never do and that makes me feel like I never do anything right um so I realized that I operate a lot out of frustration um in my parenting and I really want to work on that because I don't want to do that to my children I don't and I do want to be a better communicative parent with them as well um this way if they do things that frustrates me instead of me again living in that frustrated moment and then burying it and letting it reap up and then they do more frustrating things and I'm not talking about it out loud I'm just letting it cook up then I'm going to really explode later and she was just talking about that like we need to start heading on into the the problem and and that right when it happens um we need to not bury it and not try to forget that it happened or you know like not address it is what I'm what I'm trying to say we need to address those moments and act on that that frustrated moment because that's what's going to help us in our parenting and so with my 10 month old again it's hard to do that but what I want to do is I want to start doing what I did today go to God with it um, maybe I need to meditate. I just need to have a quick breather and I need to give up the expectations for my days, for myself, um, and for her. And I need to surrender to the fact that, you know, um, bad days are going to happen or I wouldn't even want to say bad days cause they're not going to happen because I'm not going to let them be bad days in the sense where I'm going to be how it was today, but I'm going to surrender to the fact that it may be a sign to slow down. It may be a sign to stop what I'm doing. But it doesn't have to be a world of chaos. We often parent our children and take out our frustration on them based on our external circumstances. So oftentimes for me, I notice even if it's not just my to-do list or something that I really wanted to do that day or maybe it was interrupted self-care time, but I noticed that a lot of the things that I'm frustrated with life in itself, I 
and playing those thoughts often in my head on repeat, 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 that it's distracting me from the time that I should be dedicating to my children. So for example, if I am dealing with a hardship financially and maybe a bill is due and I don't have the money and I'm just so focused on that hardship, I'm so focused on that external circumstance, that's often a, a thought that is going to keep playing in my head. Um, just that negative uh, thought system where I'm just so concentrated on what's going wrong in my life that it distracts me from the good things that I have in my life. And the good thing is that I have my children, that we're healthy, that we have a home and we have food in our house, we have clothes to wear. And I feel like it's so easy for us to parent our children and to take out our frustration on them because we deal with a lot in life. And as parents, it's hard. It's hard to um, distinguish, you know, between our time. We play a lot of roles in our life. And and for motherhood, it, it's hard because oftentimes, I know for me, you know, I again, was a single mom for a very long time. So I had to play both the dad and the mom role. And that was hard. And I know a lot of single moms out there. I have a lot of single mom friends. And we often have these conversations about how hard it is to be a single mom, how hard it is to play both the roles. So you're picking up the lack of financial support, maybe, or just the lack of the, the, um, the emotional parenting, you know, Sometimes you're you're picking up the extra work where, you know, you're the one who's doing the full routine. You're doing the morning routine. You're doing, um, you know, school drop-offs, school pickups, nighttime routines. And if you have more than one child, that becomes very dreadful, okay? Because this past year of 2023, I had my baby back in March. And my daughter had just transitioned back into public school because last year, when I was pregnant, we was doing homeschool and that became a lot weighing on me mentally. I am not cut out for the homeschool life just yet. I truly loved the concept, but I just wasn't ready for it in my time of life. And I knew when I was having my baby that I was not going to be able to raise a newborn and do homeschool. And it was just hard. And I had to do it because she didn't finish school until June and I had my baby in March so for those first three months I was still doing homeschool and taking care of my baby and I went back to work um and I was working from home and we're that is a whole other episode in itself I was really going through it y'all okay but it was really hard for me because I and and I'm speaking not just I'm not saying it's just hard for me so let me take that back it is really hard when you have more than one kid and, you know, their age difference or, you know, you're just taking care of more than one human being. And it was hard for me because I was doing the, you know, waking up in the middle of the night with my baby because I was breastfeeding. And then I'm, I'm doing getting my daughter up for school. I'm sitting there with her, making sure she's paying attention, making sure you know, her computer's working, making sure she can access the things she needs to access, that she can, you know, if there's something she needs to click on and she may need help. So 
I was up and then I'm dealing with the baby and then I had to be on for work and and I have pictures and it's funny because now that I'm thinking back on this I have pictures of me sitting at my computer desk with my headset on with my nursing pillow on my lap nursing my baby while I'm taking calls as a debt collector and my daughter is in the background on her laptop and I'm I'm juggling being a working mom uh, a new a new mother again, and a homeschool mom. And I was playing, I think I had like 10 roles because then I'm still playing the girlfriend role, making sure that I'm still, you know, taking care of household needs, making sure dinner was being made. Um, My boyfriend was the one who was working um, and physically not in the house. So I had to be the one to to clean up and then we had two dogs and I had to be the dog mom and it's really hard when we have to play a lot of roles and that's where we get frustrated and then we take that frustration out on our children and it's not easy it's not easy coming to terms with how to juggle it all how to find how to find balance and how to eliminate um not eliminate but how to break away from certain roles in different times. So sometimes we need to maybe get out of the the mom who's always cleaning and maybe we need to cut back on trying to keep the household tidy all the time. Maybe the dishes could pile up for a couple of hours. For me, that is really hard, okay? I not clinically diagnosed, but I diagnose myself as a OCD and I am someone who loves a clean house. I like things in order. Everything has its place. And I just get so irritated by dishes being in the sink. Um, But I am working on this. And I am so proud of myself that there has been a couple of times um, recently that I've let the dishes pile up from breakfast over into lunch, into dinner. And then I'll just complete them at dinner time. And funny enough, I'm taking back so much time in my day and it's causing me less frustration because I'm not cleaning up after breakfast, lunch, and dinner as soon as I'm done making breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And again, trying to step away from that role so that I can tend to my my um, nurturing role and being an on-the-floor mom with my 10-month-old. So sometimes we need to take a look at our schedule we need to take a look at the roles that we play and we need to come to terms with all right what can our new schedule look like how can we break up our different roles that we play in motherhood in being a wife or a girlfriend and maybe you are taking care of your parents if you have elderly parents that is really hard as well um you know we have to make time for all of that but in a healthy way in a way that we're not going to be frustrated and we're not going to be um taking that frustration out on our our loved ones on our family members because that is truly the center of the frustration because that's where it is for me and going through this yesterday in my mind and just having the lord reveal this to me and just really incorporating the gospel into my everyday life because I really think that we can welcome Jesus 
into everything that we do in our life. And it was me doing this yesterday when I was so frustrated and I was just literally not mentally in a good place. Like I was just so overstimulated that I just drove myself into a migraine. (laughs) And while I was going through these motions, I was really seeking the Lord. And I was just like, wow, like, why don't I do this on the regular? Why do I have to wait till I'm having an extremely bad day to seek the Lord in everything that I'm doing? In me washing the dishes, in me, you know, um, feeding my child, in me, you know, like, just constantly having that open relationship with him where you can speak to him so freely throughout everything you're doing in your day. Talk to him while you're washing your dishes. Talk to him while you're making your breakfast. Talk to him while you're playing with your kid. Um, and one thing I'm I'm liking now that I've been incorporating into my routines as well is, you know, I'm trying to incorporate more worship music around playtime with my children or making breakfast or, you know, on the car ride to school with my daughter or picking her up from school because I think it's important as well for us to example that to our children because then they're seeing us being a follower of Christ. And for me, for having a 10-month-old, um, you know, just playing that music around her, I just feel like it, it brings her some type of calmness, um, you know, and just it's filling her soul up even though she may not fully understand the words but you know just having her in the presence of the Lord is really helpful and honestly I really think today on the car ride dropping her off to her grandmother's house I was singing worship music and I have a camera where I'm she sits it sits on my dash and I'm able to see her and I was singing worship music and She cried for a little bit because we were stuck in traffic and the car wasn't moving and she just wanted to get out her car seat. And so I put the worship music up and I was just singing it. And um, we have this thing where she loves to scream. So she'll be like, ah, and then I'll do it and she laughs. So she was doing that and screaming and I was and I was doing it. And then I started singing worship music to like the top of my lungs, um, just hoping it was going to calm her down. And it actually did. And then for a while, the worship music was playing and she was just there just looking straight ahead and just being calm. And I was just like, thank you, Jesus. I was like, thank you, Jesus, because I know that was you. And so it's just important for us as as mothers. Um, you know, I even sometimes when, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to do a Bible study and maybe I didn't wake up earlier that day or she woke up earlier that day. And now I'm trying to squeeze my Bible study time between morning time. You know, we have breakfast. Um, my baby likes to eat as soon as she wakes up. So I have to make breakfast for her. I'm usually pretty hungry at breakfast time too, but I get her out the way first and I just starve myself because I can handle it, but I know she can't. So I like do breakfast and I, and then it's not until I get her to settle down that I'm able to sit and read my Bible. But the issue with that is I'm already overstimulated, frustrated because seeking God and reading my Bible first thing in the morning, that's what brings me that peace of mind. It just starts my day off in such a good way 
Um, I'm just in a high energy. I'm in peace. I'm having joy. I just feel like when I don't start my day with Jesus first, my energy is is way off. Um, It's easier for the enemy to linger on to me, which is what happened yesterday, and just have that negative spirit on me. And so... I realized that a lot of my frustration is because, one, I'm not starting my day with God. And so if you are a mom, I want you to do that first. And again, it's hard depending on your walk of motherhood. If you have a newborn and your newborn is still waking up every two hours, it's hard sometimes because we're sleep deprived. You know, we we might need that 5 a.m to get our rest because the baby just went to sleep at 4 or 4.30. So whatever works with your schedule. But before you are up and fully diving into your day, try to seek the Lord first. And this can be differently because I'm learning that, you know, maybe I can't get a full Bible study in uh, first thing in the morning, depending on how the morning is going, depending on if she woke up early that morning again, I work overnight, so maybe it's me needing rest. Um, But what I mean by seeking the Lord, even if you can just pray to God first, before you even get out of your bed, before you even do anything, maybe just if you just pray to him, maybe if you can have um, a post-it of your favorite verse or scripture and have it somewhere that you can see as soon as you wake up, um, and I, I'm actually wanting to do this because I came across a scripture yesterday and I believe I said it on, um, the podcast, this podcast, um, today is the day the Lord has made. I can rejoice and be glad in it. And I kept repeating that to myself yesterday. I kept repeating it and meditating on it because I was like, the devil is not going to take hold of my day. This is the Lord's day. All right. The Lord filled my lungs up with air and woke me up. Therefore, I have a purpose for today and it is not to be a negative Nancy. So I'm just not going to let him win. And I was like, I want to um, get back to doing that because I used to do the post-it Um, I think they call it like a truth mirror now, Um, but I used to have post-its all over my house, on my front door, on my refrigerator, down, walking down my long hallway um, to my old apartment that I had, in my bathroom, on my bedroom closet. I had them everywhere that I would go, and it was just little daily inspirational reminders to me. And they were Bible verses. They were just favorite motivational quotes. Um, They was just simple things like smile or you're beautiful, just, you know, affirmations. And yesterday I remembered, I was like, I want to do that again because, again, sometimes if you can't get up and, and do a Bible study, but if you get up and see that favorite scripture on the wall, you can read that and then set your tone with that scripture in mind and easily meditate on it and just keep repeating it, keep repeating it to yourself. And this way you're speaking that goodness of God over your life the first thing in the morning. And it's going to eliminate you just jumping out of bed, getting straight into your to-do list, straight into your day and causing all the frustration and overstimulation. And then your day from there just 
is functioning out of that energy. And as we get ready to wrap this episode up, because this is a long one, but there was a lot, as you can tell from the title, we had a lot to talk about. But to touch back on the external circumstances, I, I've come to the conclusion that we really need to touch God's grace. We need to touch his grace and we need to stand firm in our faith because we need to learn how to enjoy more of the things that we already prayed for and that God has already answered. And I'm going to repeat that. We need to enjoy more of the things that we already prayed for and God has answered. So the things that we currently have in our life was once a prayer. And I know that is for me because I never spoke much on my journey of when I got pregnant or anything like that. But both of my kids were planned. Um, They were both planned pregnancies. And actually, when I had my first daughter, I really thought that I couldn't get pregnant for some reason because we was planning and we was trying and it wasn't working. And um, at this time, I had just started becoming familiar with, you know, seeing people on IVF, seeing, hearing more about women who can't get pregnant. And I was young at this time. Um, we are not going to talk about, uh, th- it was a sin, very much a sin, but we're not going to talk about why I was young and wanting a baby. That is a whole other episode in itself that we will talk on. But pretty much I thought I couldn't get pregnant and I pray to God and this is a part of my testimony. Um, I feel like I don't know why I never shared this, but I pray to God and I literally went to see a fertility doctor. I had them check my tubes. They did the ultrasound um, and they said everything looked fine, but they was like, oh, like if you want, we can clean them out. You know, it could be a blockage. And I was like, well, what's a blockage? And I like was freaking myself out and I'm pretty sure they just wanted to run up my insurance. But I just kept praying to God about it. And I actually got pregnant. And um, even though it was much a sin, you know, everything happens for a reason. And my daughter is my biggest blessing because she changed my life around. I was young. I was dumb. I was still dumb after I had her. But um, I definitely started a good path when I got pregnant with her. Um, I lost track of that after I left her dad. Um Again, that's a whole other episode in itself. But moral of the story was I prayed for both of my children. They were both planned. I very much wanted them. And I was reminding myself this yesterday when I was frustrated with my kids. And I'm like, I prayed for these kids. I wanted these kids. I love these kids. And therefore, I need to have more grace because I need to also have the not just the grace but the gratitude to God because he already answered prayers that I should be enjoying more instead of yesterday I was so focused on trying to get something done for my career that I'm really working on and focused on right now and I was like that could take a break I can enjoy this answered prayer already instead of focusing on what I don't have right now and That is the next part, is that we are so caught on the next big thing. 
that we don't get to enjoy the things that we already have because we don't appreciate them. When God answers prayers for us, as simple as I want to get pregnant and we get pregnant and we have the kids and now look, we're frustrated with our kids. Um, You know, maybe our kids are being bad. Maybe they're not listening. Maybe they throw tantrums. Maybe you have teenage kids. Maybe, you know, you're a single mom and, and it's frustrating. But we have to understand that God answered so many of our prayers already. Um, even just the little things, you know, you maybe you're praying for good health and, and you wake up healthy one day. We need to find the enjoyment and the appreciation in that because when we act out of those um, high energy levels of gratitude, that is when the Lord moves in ways that we can't even imagine. That is when he brings forth more blessings and answers more prayers. And we can just simply just live in that joyful moment. You know, if I can just sit and even if my baby is crying and just look at her and just remember on how hard I prayed to deliver a healthy baby that I get to love and hold and raise that in itself is going to change my mood and it's going to make me lose that frustration. It's going to make me remember that motherhood is a blessing, even on the hard days, even on the days that I feel like I'm losing my mind or I'm losing myself. It is a blessing. It is an answered prayer. And As I was having these thoughts yesterday, I was like, I want to make a list of all the things that I once prayed for that God has already answered, has already delivered on. And I want to start reflecting more on those things. And I know I have, I, I do a lot of prayer journals and I do have an old one that is like my first one ever. And sometimes I do randomly go back in there and I read it because that was when I first truly began my walk with God. Like before, like it was my first walk ever, like intimately with the Lord. I did stray away after that walk, but there's just something so special about your first like initiation with the Lord. Like growing up in high school, and I mentioned this in my testimony, I've even before high school, but high school was when I really started to enjoy going to church. But even though I enjoyed going to church, I was still a lukewarm Christian. I wasn't outside of church following Jesus. And this is going to be the next episode, I believe, um, because it came across my mind earlier. So I don't want to get too deep on that. But that first initiative Is that the word I'm looking for? That might not be the word. I am terrible at picking words to say. But my first, like, time that I truly, truly got to know Jesus personally and intimately, I have that journal, and it's so special to me because I go back and I read it, and I just see how God answered all those prayers and moved in my life. And that just brings me to this present day with so much gratitude But also so much faith because I'm like, well, if God did it then for me, he would do it again. Because God is not a one-time God. 
God, you, he does, he's not only powerful once. He's not a genie. He doesn't only grant us three wishes. But instead, his hand is always reaching out for us to grab and to follow him and to be his apprentice. And we can always ask, as the verse says, ask and you shall receive. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. I truly believe that if we appreciate more of the answered prayers that we already have, if we appreciate more of the blessings that we already have, you know, our annoying bad children, um, if they're bad, sometimes they're bad, our uh, annoying spouses, because they can be annoying too, okay? Um, This is a real podcast here, okay? If you don't think that um, your your kids, if they're just perfect kids and you have the perfect husband, then this podcast might not be for you. But if you are a real person, um, then you know what I'm talking about. We we have people who get on our nerves. We have people who frustrate us. Um, our children, our family members, our spouse, our coworkers, our bosses. But if we can appreciate the bigger blessing that we prayed for, you know, if it's a coworker, think about how you prayed for a job and you have a job. Again, if it's your children, remember how you prayed to deliver a healthy baby. If it's your parents, you know, just remember all the times that they were there and they had to love on you. Um, And that I can't even say that because there's a lot of parents who didn't do that for their children. And I'm so sorry if you are one of the kids that suffered from that. But I believe that if we just find just the smallest blessings in everything, then we can stray away from that focus on the frustration, the focus on the the need, the lack, and we can shift our mindset to that gratitude state. And that is when we can really, truly get into deep connection with the Lord. Because that just give it when we get to that gratitude we give him the praise and the glory that he deserves because he answers so many of our prayers he is always working and when we give him that praise and that glory god's gonna want to do more he's gonna want to continue to show his goodness he's gonna want to continue to show his mighty power And so as we end this podcast episode, I just, I hope that this podcast was encouraging to any of you moms out there because it was a hard day for me and um, I'm actually filming this part, the ending part of the podcast episode the following day from when I started it. And today has been such a better day. And I give all the glory to God. Um, And I am going to end this episode, but I just want to just show you how good God is. Because I woke up this morning and I did not feel that negative spirit on me. And I actually prayed as soon as I got up this morning. And I asked God to not allow that spirit to get on me. And I woke up 
not early, but I got up out of bed. I got ready right away. I got my daughter ready. I dropped her off at school and I went to this really cute coffee shop and I went to go do my Bible study and get some work done there. And let me tell you, so the coffee shop, which I did not know, I seen it on TikTok, but the aesthetic video I saw on TikTok didn't show a lot more that I got to see in person. And I was just like, well, look at God. Because when I got there, come to find out it's a coffee shop that's owned by a church. And in there, they have pictures of Jesus. And it's very aesthetically cute. But it's also just very biblical. And um, it's also has like, I posted a picture on my Instagram of me and the wall behind me had a bunch of books opened and um it's also like just a lover of books and it was just my place I was like this is where I need to come and do my bible study and do my work because it was just so it was like the atmosphere was welcoming I just felt Jesus presence there it was amazing but as I got there and I was just looking around I was like wow like look at how God moves that I was drawn into this place and I had no idea that it was owned by a church I had no idea that it was you know these biblical aesthetic features and I was just amazed and it's funny because last night I was talking to my boyfriend and his cousin and we was talking about the painting where Jesus is reaching out his hand and the guy is reaching out um, his hand to touch Jesus but he's not touching him and as I'm walking to the back of the coffee shop, that painting was hanging on the wall. And I posted it on my story with the verse of today, um, verse of today. And today is January 26th. If you want to reference this, you can go on the Instagram page and see it on the podcast. But I was just like, wow, like these are the signs and wonders that the God gives to us, that the God, that God gives to us. And when you just pay attention to those things and when you just, again, seek him first, he can do amazing things in your day. I woke up today with no frustration. I was just in such a good headspace, such a good energy level. I had such a good day today. And even at work, he's even still moving through my day here at work. I'm here at work right now and I actually have a good workload today. So I'm not going to be frustrated at work. And I was just like, thank you, Jesus. I needed this good day to follow up after a bad day. And it just goes to show that reaping, <laughs> weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And that is the verse I'm going to leave with you guys today because I want you to meditate on that because it is the truth. Yesterday, I was in a totally different headspace and today I am filled with so much joy and that is just to say that God gave me this joy that I have today. God moved throughout my whole entire day and I just have to give him all the praise and glory. And so maybe you're having a bad day when you're listening to this. Maybe you just had a bad day. Maybe today your day is a little better or maybe the week ahead you might have a bad day. And I just want to say that Seek God first and don't just seek him one time, but continue to seek him. Seek him throughout your whole day. Welcome him into your whole life, all your routines, everything that you do. Speak to him, seek him, 
and allow him to move the way that he can move and set your eyes upon those small wins, the small blessings, those answered prayers, all the things that you can hold gratitude towards and shift it off of the next big thing or the expectations and instead shift it to that grace that we can get because God offers it to us. We don't have to be overstimulated. We don't have to be frustrated. We don't have to be yelling at our kids out of frustration. We don't have to be having uh, more than one breakdown a day. You know, breakdowns are going to happen, but if you're having them all the time, then there's something wrong in your day and you need, to, you need to bring it to God. You need to seek him more in your day. Because I swear, I think I have, I shouldn't have sweared, but I think I have a breakdown now, maybe once in a month. And I used to have them a lot. And especially when I had my newborn, um, I had a lot of breakdowns. I had a lot of breakdowns in my pregnancy. And now that I am rooted in reading my Bible, I'm rooted in praying and talking to God, I noticed that they decreased. So something is working and it is Jesus. So those are the tips that I have for you. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. And I just want to ask that if you know anyone who needs to hear this message um, or any of the messages in my previous episodes, please share this podcast with them. Please share this podcast with someone that it may benefit them in any way because that is the goal of this podcast is that it reaches the one who's far from God or it reaches the one who really needs to hear it and draw closer to him. Um, and if you can also just rate the podcast, leave a review that also helps grow the podcast to reach other people. And I am very thankful for the people who have been listening, who have been sharing, because I watch how the numbers grow and it's not massive growth, but growth is growth and I'm going to take it. And I'm just happy that this is just being heard by the one. Again, the one who's far from God, the one who needs to hear the message. That is what I do this for. I do this to not just sit here and talk and talk about my life. You know, I'm very open. I'm very raw and vulnerable with you guys. And it's because I want it to be the most authentic podcast. I want it to be the truth because that's what God is. And I just love to see that it is reaching people. So if you can help do that for me and the podcast and for God, I would appreciate that. So I hope you guys have a blessed day, a blessed week, and I will see you guys on the next episode. Love you.